hello and welcome everyone to episode 28 of My Life in Games. We've got the day is full this evening with a lot of great gaming news to talk about. To my right, Silas. What's going on, sir? Oh, all kinds of things, all kinds of things. I am excited to be back and it's now 2019 and to be doing this podcast still. <laughs> right? Oh, we're still doing it. You can't stop us. They've tried to shut us down, but they can't. And to my left, Neutron. What's going on, Jimmy? Oh, man. Everything is going well. There's so many games I want to play this year. I can't wait to share that with you guys. And that list. I think we'll need a part two to the podcast just to go through your list, bro. That is, <laughs> that's going to be an undertaking. Yeah, we'll talk a little bit more about that. So, holiday catch-up. Uh, Silas, let's start with you. How was the holiday since we were last together on the podcast in episode 27? Uh, what have you been up to since? Oh, well, the holidays, of course, were, <clears throat> as always for me, relatively busy. Uh, lots of work, 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 work. Um, but also, I did have um, a couple of extra days off uh, to do a few things. Uh, got some gaming in, played a lot of Switch. Um which primarily on Switch, I've been playing Smash. I've been playing a lot of Smash on Switch. That's been my main game on Switch, um, other than uh, some Diablo 3 here and there on there, but mostly Smash as of late um, on the Switch. That's That's been my Switch go-to game. Um, unfortunately, my game time hasn't been quite as much as I would have liked, but, you know, these things happen. And then um, uh, over on PC, I jumped back into Warframe, and I think I'm actually sticking around this time. <laughs> hmm. uh, I would uh, say so, considering considering I'm about to hit, I think, 300 hours. So Holy cow. <clears throat> GG, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, and of course, I'm not even doing endgame content yet. Uh, by Warframe standards, I'm still, like, in the noob category, <laughs> if you judge by hours. But um, for me, uh, this is the most time I've spent with the game um, compared to previously. The last time I was actually getting into it, but I think I didn't stop necessarily because of an issue, per se, with the game. There was just a lot of other things going on in my life at the time and I put it away and then uh, I'm just now coming back to it. <laughs> um, but it's, it's nice. good. A lot, a lot uh, has changed in the game. A lot of positive things. Um, but uh, we'll get into more of some of the Warframe stuff a little bit later. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I, you've, you've even managed to rope me back into De uh, Destiny, into Warframe, <laughs> which is, this is my third or fourth time getting yeah, it's back number three into Warframe. For me, yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's been an adventure. We'll talk more about that later. Jimmy, what's been going on since your holiday? Oh, man. I enjoyed two weeks down in Mexico with friends and family. It was it was great. No work. The only, the only work I did was unlocking all the characters on Smash. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. But no, that's that good. Time well spent. Yeah, no, now I'm back. Um Trying to work on a new schedule for work and a new uh, gaming schedule. I'm trying to knock out 12 games this year from my list. Baglog keeps growing, and that's still trying to do Destiny. Here comes uh, the Division 2. You know, there's several grindy now games, that, so... I've heard of that game. <laughs> a little bit about that one. <laughs> That is a lot of game time. How are you going to do it? Like, what's the schedule look like? So, so there's this website called uh, How Long to Be the Game. So people put in their times and, and you get an average. So that's a good way to base it. I added the hours. It's 
equivalent to 360 hours of game from those 12. And if you divide that by week, that's an average of seven hours a week that I need to play. So, just, assuming, just assuming, average assuming that I play most efficiently. Most efficiently. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> Ooh. Well, we'll see how it's going next holiday season and see if you finish that list yet. That's really cool. Anything else going on, man? Uh, no, just excited to try all these new games. I mean, uh, right now I'm going through Octopath Traveler, so that's been a lot of fun so far. Got 10 hours so far in the game. Um, yeah, that's going to take you a number of hours right there. Yeah, that's a good 60-hour game. Yep. Wow. Wow, yeah, isn't it? My life and game crew has been pretty busy, myself included. We've had um, we had a busy holiday season, but we ended up staying home, no traveling ourselves, so that left us plenty of game time. And uh, between Fallout seventy six and then um, getting reacclimated to Diablo three, of course, plenty of division time, and uh, finishing up Assassin's Creed. That DLC is done. I know we have a new DLC out that we need to check out. It's been a really busy game time, and I think 2018 and 2019 will go down in my history books as some of the best releases back-to-back-to-back of the games that we've had. You just haven't seen them. They've all been really, really good games over the past two, three years. So it'll be interesting to see, especially for you, Jimmy, how... uh, how you finish up that list. <laughs> I don't know. I'll be watching you. I mean, two years ago, I did 35 games in a year, but it was not as much. Uh, I didn't work overtime and I wasn't going to the gym. And it was a year after I finished my master. So I wanted to play all these games that I missed out for like two and a half years. And then last year I tried mm. and Destiny 2 took over. <laughs> So I, I only beat like five games last year, so I don't know how it's going to happen this year. Oh, and Destiny 2. See, I'm, I've, got this, I've got this craving for looter shooter RNG-based games that require a lot of grind. And, you know, I've adopted Destiny 2 and then now Diablo 3 and Division 1, Division 2. Everything. Yeah, and it's, it's killing me. I don't have enough time to put into every single title. Uh, it's going to be an interesting 2019. We'll see how... We do. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, Well, in other news, we do have a couple of news bites here for you. And uh, we mentioned it earlier, but Diablo 3 Season 16 is up. If you play Diablo 3, it is worth checking out. I know a couple of us have it here on PC and on Switch. Uh, How have you been joining it on Switch, Silas? Uh, I've I've been liking a lot. I I feel for being uh, a port. Uh, they did a really good job because, you know, in previous years, uh, ports of any kind were, well, not always the best, whether it was from a console game to a PC or vice versa. Ports haven't been known to be good. Uh, it seems like the last couple of years, um, companies and publishers, um, when they've been doing their ports, have been putting a lot more time and effort into them, and I feel like it really shows... Um, especially on quality level um, of how good some games can be on other systems when the, the proper time and care is put into bringing these games to, whether it be another console or to PC or to whoever, but not from their original, whether a machine they were created for and then moving it to something else. Um, so I feel that speaks a lot of volumes, but it plays really, really well. I've, I've done multiplayer with it because I've taken the Switch to 
to a friend's house and I've been like, here, here's a controller, let's play. Um, you know, you can have shit tons of stuff going on on the screen and it's very hard to make that game um, lose frames on the Switch, which is really, that that's a feat. <laughs> uh, to keep it running smooth, especially with how much stuff and effects you can have going on in Diablo 3. I mean, I play Necromancer oh, as yeah. it is, so... I can already, you know, <laughs> necro for life, baby. <laughs> bog some stuff down with, you know, all the different things summoned on screen and followers, and then, you know, you get another person in there, you know, doing abilities and stuff, and it it can get nuts, and and it keeps up really, really well. They did a very, very good job. Um, granted, it's not quite as pretty if you have a you know pretty powerful PC. Obviously, it'll look better there. But as far as uh, being able to be just instantly portable, or you know, throw it on your TV or whatever, the accessibility. Um, it being on Switch, I think I think it's a great home for it being on Switch. I hope we get another Diablo on the Switch. Uh, hopefully when the next one comes out, we'll get it on all the platforms at once. That would be fantastic. Um, I would definitely be there to, to play it. So tell me, let, let's get down to the brass tacks here. All right. So let's say an individual has both a PC and a Switch. Which direction should they go? That is a really tough one. Um, part of it's good to be depend on is there going to be people you are playing with. Um, and then it gets even tougher if you have people on both sides of that fence. Uh, but again, if you have a decent PC, um, uh, PC does get some bonus points just because, you know, that's its initial home. Um, that's where it's going to play best uh, if you got a decent rig and you're going to have a good fucking time with it. But, you know, if you've got more friends on Switch and whatnot, uh, you know, get it there. I mean... It, it, that's it's that's a tough one. It's a really tough call. But uh, if you got the PC and you got friends on PC with it, I would probably get it on PC. All right. So uh, Neutron's getting it on PC. So the next bit of news we've got <laughs> coming up here. <laughs> Did you hear that ecliptics? I'm getting it on PC. Uh, good. Nice, nice, dude. We're having so much fun. We're gonna necromancer it up. It's so much fun. Cool. Uh, in other news. Resident Evil 2 released today, uh, scaring streamers and thrilling viewers. Did anybody get a chance to check this out? Uh, no, I didn't actually. Um, unfortunately, I was, again, at, at work all day today, so like I yeah. had recently. So. <laughs> so you're saying they did a good job with the it, remake. It looks good, and um, my perspective has been uh, I wasn't interested in the drop at all, but uh, the wifey was. And so she's been watching uh, a few of our favorite division streamers, one of those being Tinks. You guys know Tinks. Yeah. Uh, but she was streaming some Resident Evil today. And uh, we're just kind of flipping around. And it's incredible to watch the people get so scared. Like the streamers flip out. <laughs> the zombies coming out, stuff dropping from the ceiling, and they're running away and they reappear. It's great entertainment. And the chats are having a blast watching the streamers play it. So. I'm not really into those kind of games ever, but just for the thrill and the, the pure entertainment value of reacting that way on stream, it, it actually is pretty appealing. It looks cool. So I would check it out. It looked good to me. So I never actually played the second Resident Evil, so I'll probably add it to my list. There you go. Add it. <laughs> no, in it. You, you, better, you, better, you, better, you better schedule some gamecations this year, sir. Oh, no, every year I do one. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> and uh, if you're a Resident Evil fan, you may be happy to hear that Netflix is reportedly developing a Resident Evil TV series 
according to Deadline. Uh, the studio behind the upcoming series, Constantine Film, also produces the long-running movie series. Uh, reports PC Gamer, a showrunner has yet to be picked, but the show plans to expand the Resident Evil universe's mythology and follow the inner workings of the Umbrella Corporation. It also sounds like it will uh, be a post-outbreak setting where the T-virus has already spread and a new world order has been established. So, yeah, a little bit extra there. I don't know. I might check that out. Sounds Of course, yeah. if I mean, if you're going to watch the show... I would recommend just go ahead and play the game, but hey, it'll be there. Yep. In other news, Sea of Thieves is 50% off until the end of this month, which is great if you've been waiting for a better price. Sage, however, is reminded of his wife playing the title for the first time, and the moment she stated, this isn't fun, to which I responded, yar, she blows. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and yeah, that, okay. I'm going to drink some rum. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah, um, it's funny. Uh, I was watching a bit of Dr. Disrespect today, and um, interesting to see him put a vote into chat. You guys want to watch me play X Game or Sea of Thieves? Sea of Thieves won out uh, pretty well. Hmm. And so he plays it, gets into one PvP interaction, and he goes and loses. They flip his ship, which is apparently is some glitch, and uh, he's like, nope, I'm done. All right, we're going to go play Black Ops now. I played it for 15 minutes. I did my time. I'm done. So I don't know, but if you've been waiting for that uh, to drop at a cheaper price, well, there you go. And uh, one last bit of News Bites, which is actually pretty cool if you're a streamer, um, but it's not easy on the wallet. Roland is launching a high-end streaming mixer for multi-camera setups. Have you guys heard about this? Pretty cool. Uh, Roland, the mainstay in the electronic music world and manufacturer of the famed TR-808 drum machine. You've heard about the 808s and heartbreaks. Uh, announced last week, it's new VR 1HD AV streaming mixer, a compact plug-and-play broadcast studio that allows users to connect, mix, and stream cameras, presentations, and gameplay easily and efficiently. And I've just started dabbling myself in a little multi-camera, and it is not easy just with your stream software no. so it looks like this will be pretty cool all you need is a usb 3.0 port and you're good to go um it'll be available in quarter two of this year for the modest price of 1495 dollars making it available for all streamers everywhere mm, yeah yeah get a pass. yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but um, i gotta I, say I, no <laughs> It is a beautiful piece of kit, and uh, again, check it out. It, this, I have a feeling, is we're we're seeing streamers um, make their their setups more and more complicated, but more uh, open and filmable. Um, having a nice looking piece of kit uh, to add to your already growing arsenal of technology, not only look good on camera, but it's going to make your production value go way up. So it's pretty cool. I would like to see Elgato do something like that, um, for the average everyday streamer, but I think it's a pretty cool concept. Like, would you guys use that? You, if I had a, a better price, get into multi cameras. Yeah, yeah. that'd be fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Assuming it, it did. It'd be, it'd be cool. But, uh, right now that's definitely something that's not in, in my plans at the moment. Hmm. <laughs> Right? <laughs> I make zero dollars and zero cents from streaming, okay? My career as a streamer is in the hole. Okay? We'll just leave it at that. 
<laughs> I bought tons of gear and made Always. nothing. So there, there yeah, you go. Okay. See, that it's um, that is the um, that is the beauty of what Elgato was trying to do and and modernizing um, the equipment like this. And we can see that we have still a long way to go. I think the streamers that are uh, but youngins now, but are going to grow up 10, 15 years, are going to have an incredible amount of resource ready for them that we just don't have available now. But not especially $1,500 worth. God, that's a lot of money. Spe yeah. <laughs> Speaking of streamers and Twitch, Twitch is playing Pokimane in adverts of live streamers over other live streamers again. You can't write this stuff. What? Again. Again. <laughs> So if you in the middle of streaming, you'll get a live ad on your channel that's uh, broad, that's an advert of another streamer that's currently live. How do we feel about that? I don't know. You see my eye twitching, right? <laughs> <laughs> Needless to say, the Internet is blowing up. What do you guys think about that, though? I, I mean, this goes back to something that's pretty fundamental, and I think... Um, I think it's an un it's an unwritten rule, an unspoken rule, but actually you can go and find it on this thing we call the internet. You don't go into somebody else's channel and plug your own stream and your own content, right? Yep. The the Twitch community knows this inherently. It's in our DNA. Like we don't even need a Ten Commandments about it. Well, we we do. Now because, we do. You know the internet. <laughs> but now, but now, how do we <laughs> we try and protect ourselves with? with rules in chat and uh, and pop-ups and this and that and the other, but what do we do when our own platform is undercutting us? That's uh, very disrespectful. I'll just say that first and foremost. Um, wrong on a number of levels. Uh, unfortunately, uh, uh, Twitch does feel that they have most of us by the balls. We can't do much about it, which is somewhat true. There are other platforms, but are you really yeah. going to switch? No. <laughs> Jimmy? Uh, I don't like this at all. And I just came back <laughs> to Twitch. <laughs> uh, the good news is I think the 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 outcry from the community and the the fact that i haven't seen anything yet that states whether or not this was a mistake or you know what exactly the issue was if this was purposeful but the community is loud and clear that we do not like it so i'm pretty confident that they will It'll change uh, they will listen yeah yeah if they're good at anything they i feel that they're pretty good at listening to people uh, if you consider if nothing else some probably of the, Top streamers, if if that's happening to them, will definitely uh, be like, "Bitch, yeah. I can take my shit elsewhere. And you're gonna lose a lot of money off me." So, yeah, they're not gonna put up with that. Isn't the main <laughs> main Twitch page enough for that type of thing? <laughs> uh, you you oh, think well, it would be a plug and play logic, but it is not. <laughs> it is not. Oh my goodness, we'll keep um, an eye on this subject as we move forward and uh, see what happens in Twitchland. Um, in other news, Destiny 2's Bungie splits from Activision. I think. Yes. Yeah. I see <laughs> Jimmy arms raised. Um, meanwhile, the player base is facing some difficulties. Um, Jimmy is going to talk a little bit more about some of those difficulties and the state of Destiny 2. 
so some of the things that I've been noticing um, for some of the uh, 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 like streamers and, and folks that post on Reddit, uh, people doing Endgame, is uh, one of the things is that armor in Destiny 2 from year one st stood behind. Like every season there'll be new armor, but all the your old stuff is worthless at this point. Mm -hmm. So now is, well, what's the point of getting all this new stuff? Is the next season just going to bring new stuff and make my old items worthless? So that's one of the things. I mean, I think there's several things that they could do. I, one of the things that did, did last season is they added random roles, which it was, I think, a good step. Uh, something that we liked from Destiny 1. Uh, fix, fixed roles was not a good way to go with for Destiny 2. Something that you're trying to grind for the perfect weapon, the perfect uh, armor piece. The problem with armor is that it doesn't feel special at all. Weapons, I think they're they got it down, but armor pieces just don't they just feel flat out useless at one point. So, if anything, you're just mm -hmm. looking to get to the next uh, power light level, um, and that's about it. They they try. I gotta be honest. I my experience has been it's actually been pretty good since the latest drop. I'll just say, you know, starting from like 550 and getting to 600 after they made the adjustments to uh, the loot drops. It's felt pretty good. I'm still not close to end game, but at least that piece of it feels good. I, I guess I haven't recovered from the the light event. What was that? Where you got the um, the armor that's all angelic looking and what was the name of that? Oh, that was at the solstice. End. Yeah, of the light? solstice event. Yes. Yeah, the solstice like event, that, and then uh, that gear is so good, like, and you can't even do anything with it anymore. Right. All right. So I'm glad it's not just me. Go, but go ahead. I just wanted to insert that there because it seems like it's familiar with the solstice gear. Uh, it's just been a replay since then, right? Yeah. I mean, now, I mean, each season there's new Iron Banner, there's new armor that you can get, but there's. Like the only reason I'm getting it is just because I like to be I like to collect all the armor pieces, but there's nothing special about them. I mean, towards the end of Destiny One, they started adding, um, um, basically uh, uh, cosmetics to your armor, so it would look like it's you know glowing or something. That I think that's pretty cool. Um, but then again, the these armor pieces they're not. They just don't feel special. They've actually been working on upgrading all of the the exotics from the first year of Destiny 2. You know, changing some of their uh, buffs or adding a, an extra ability to them, making them more useful. I think they should actually extend that to your purples and, you know, just your regular gear. Make them more unique if they could. Hmm. That's interesting. I was going to ask you if if there was anything or any insight you had on how they could improve that or or fix the current loop that we're in with just regrinding more gear, making our old gear useless with every update. Yeah, I mean now the vendors on each planet are basically useless. You don't mm -hmm. the same gear that they had in the first year. There's nothing new about them. Don't get me wrong. All of the new season stuff. That they added, like the the forges, that's been a lot of fun. But I also would like to go and still have fun with the old content. Now, do you think that the split from uh, Activision will uh, 
will give more players higher hopes <laughs> for the future of Destiny 2 and some of the changes that the player base feels needs to be made, you know? I think so. I mean, now I, th I feel like they, they, they have more liberty to what they actually... They can just test stuff if they wanted to. One of the things that they did in first year was Crucible Labs. That went away. They were testing different, like, multiplayer modes and getting uh, player feedback to see if they wanted to bring that full-time to the game. You know, they, that we might be seeing more of that if... You know, introduce something, some kind of a test period um, for some kind of mode and get feedback and just, you know, roll with it. Who knows? But I, I, I think mm. I think I think the future of Destiny is and with Bungie is, is uh, pretty bright now that they they don't have to hold back or listen to Activision being their publisher. No. Well, Silas, I know that you're you're not a uh, a Destiny two aficionado, but you know supremely well RPGs and in game content. Um, do you have any insight here as to the the current lull um, in Destiny two, and uh, maybe some answers that they can take from other RPGs and looter shooters? Well, I haven't uh, put a whole lot of time into Destiny two. I'll be honest about that. Um, it just for one reason or another, I just didn't get into it as much as you guys did. Um, maybe just because there's other games I was playing or or whatever. I did put a fair bit of time in, of course, the original Destiny. As far as Destiny 2 goes, I think um, there's a lot of good qualities about the game. There's a lot of good things. I see why a lot of people like it. It's just, for me, there's a different... I gravitate toward a couple other games. <laughs> um hmm. But as far as the current state of Destiny 2, I think it will get better. Um, I think Bungie splitting from Activision is definitely a positive thing. Um, I'm pretty sure a lot of people would agree with that. Um, and, and there's probably going to be a lot of high hopes. And hopefully Bungie can deliver. I'm sure they will start to work on it. But um, there's also going to be the slightly downside to this where some people might get their hopes a little too high and expectations might go to unrealistic levels. Um, so I mm. hope that doesn't happen, but I also hope Bungie realizes that now that, you know, they got control of their baby back, they start getting in there and kicking some ass. Um, and maybe some players who haven't been playing it as much like myself might maybe come on back and visit it some more, maybe get back into it perhaps, um, when we're not playing other things. Um, I don't really know what the end game content of Destiny 2 is like. I know, uh, just the general thing with, uh, you know, you got your Crucible, uh, Destiny 2 is definitely got a lot more PvP. Um, than other uh, MMO RPG looter shooters I've played. Um, I tend to lead more toward a lot of PvE content, which might have been part of the reason why I didn't care for Destiny 2 quite as much. Because um, once you got past a certain point, while it did have more story than Destiny 1, which is a very, very good thing, it would be nice if maybe they added some more like endgame story PvE stuff. Um to help kind of balance some things aside from also adding more of the PvP, because that's just what a lot of people like about it. A lot of people love the PvP in Destiny. It's pretty much, you know, better Halo with some <laughs> RPG. <laughs> that's um, an interesting point on the... Because um, the in-game, I think, for for the PvE, and I, I think more specifically about um, the wife, she doesn't like grouping up and doing the hard content. She'll, she doesn't want to do raids. It's... She comes home at the end of the day and she just wants to relax. So that solo experience is really important to her. And um, 
she's had difficulty with the grind loop in Destiny 2 right now because it's uh, you get a new planet or you get some new content and it'll have a new planet or new area or whatever it is and you go and you grind that area to death to finish up all the you know all the stuff there and then it becomes a part of the regular grind loop and will eventually become another planet that you you sigh that you have to go there and run this loop again it just doesn't matter for for being there unless you just enjoy you know the the boosts that you're getting out of your gear but it seems like the the gear part of it has also been affected or you can't have enough enhancement cores you just can't <laughs> like the things that you do like it's not worthwhile to keep because you can't afford it um so it feels like the economy is off as well um, we're getting better drops of gear but the gear really doesn't matter anymore and i can't help but draw a little bit of a correlation to um pre 1.7 division you know with the gear problems that we had there and balancing and what ended up happening is uh, we introduced classified gear, if you want to call it like legendary gear, and it completely uh, undercut high-end gear. You know, the step before legendary and high-end gear had very unique talent sets that were still really good, but now because they had lower base stats, even though they had better talents, they have lower base stats than classified gear, they're useless, and it killed build diversity. That is a mouthful, right? That's yeah. where I feel Destiny 2 is kind of at right now. It's this middle period. It's a transitional period. Uh, they need to go back to the drawing board and rework how those loops work. They need to rework how gear works and um, give us a reason to keep some of our old favorites. I, I still cry every time, and I haven't deleted it. I look inside of my, um, I look inside of my stash, and there's my Hawthorne shotgun. I still have mine too. <laughs> and it's pointless. Like, but I still have it because I remember how badass that gun was. Um, I agree with uh, a lot of points you're making there, Sage. Um, however, um, I think one of the things, and I definitely fully agree with the rework because one of the things I think Destiny has kind of always, for me, struggled with is because that that whole thing with like, uh, the with like you guys are talking about the seasons where you know once the next season comes all your previous crap is useless. That started back in Destiny One, and it's something that they've continued. Uh, that's definitely something that needs to just be rethought and kind of reworked. Also, if they rework it correctly, they could bring back um, a better sense of individuality to everyone's characters. I feel like at some point with Destiny Two, um, you kind of get once you start getting closer to like the end game and stuff, or this even happened in the first one where most people were running pretty much similar gear sets, and so there wasn't a whole lot of individuality, which part of the thing with playing, uh, you know, MMO games and stuff is some of that vanity shit. You know, you want your stuff to be somewhat unique. I mean, yeah, there's gonna be other players with some similar stuff, but it seems like there's pretty much only a couple of gear sets for this, that, or the other, and that's pretty much what everyone's rolling. And, you know, it'd be nice to see some more, if they added some more different unique elements, that would really help. So, I do have a comment. Uh, next Tuesday... They are des um, Bungie's releasing the next sandbox update, so they're actually gonna um, beef up and nerf certain types of weapons. Um, because if you've noticed, it's mostly shotties that you see in PvP. Mm -hmm. uh, and shotgun slide yeah. is still a thing. Stop it. Uh, and uh, they're actually improving. Uh, they're um, working on uh, scout rifles. Not a lot of people use scout rifles anymore. Um, it's mostly auto, shoddy, some um, exotic pulses. 
So they're actually going to mix it up again, and hopefully this this uh, this next sandbox update will uh, you know change change the meta, hopefully, and 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 just make make it uh, something more enjoyable. I'm tired of getting, I'm tired of having to equip my shotgun so I can go against other shotgunners. Yeah, there's there's a bit of balancing that needs to be done all around. And again, that I think that there's high hopes on this Activision's uh, departure from Bungie. And we'll just keep an eye on it. We'll be looking to you, Jimmy, for all of those sweet, sweet Destiny 2 updates. Oh, yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, next up in the news front, Warframe. And this is just kind of my personal opinion right now, just coming back to it fresh. And I only have a couple of frames, one of which was from Twitch Prime. But I want to say Warframe free-to-play done right, or as close as anyone has to date in my personal experience. It's actually been a really great grind, and I thought it was going to be a bit more grubby, a little more money grubby than it was uh, for with the marketplace and buying frames and buying bits and, you know, but that's actually not the case. There's a way that you can purchase your own. Uh, you can sell things and get the... Uh, the elite currency that allows you to buy stuff in that right silas yep yeah and pretty much every single frame all the parts are farmable you just got to know where to go to get the parts get the blueprints and everything um, some of the blueprints you buy from the market with regular in-game uh standard currency and then you go get the parts others other ones are from quests in fact i've uh finished up a couple from some of the uh, later quests i still haven't finished all of the main in-game quests yet because i actually need to I haven't even finished the entire star chart yet because I've just been kind of taking my time. I probably could have, um, but I want to do some other builds because some of the last couple of places are a bit more difficult. And I also, I run in groups, but sometimes when people aren't on, I go do solo things. And when I'm doing solo stuff, so, you know, there's so much, there's so much more stuff to do in this game than what there was when I played before. <laughs> it's, Whoa. it's, it's fucking nuts. The amount of stuff you can do. And I know I'm probably going to, I don't want to spoil too much for you because there's a lot you haven't got to yet. Um, well, let's let's start at the beginning before before we get too far here. Let's get back to the beginning. So your first um, your first time getting into Warframe and subsequent times, um, what kept you from getting into the game as much as you are now? Um, well, the first time I think was I had actually played it on PS4 when it first came out when the PS4 came out and then. Warframe was basically within that launch window. It was a free-to-play game. I played it with some friends, but at the time, it was it was a much different beast back then. <laughs> Very buggy. Um, uh, yeah, the PS4 version was definitely um, buggy, and also I was playing a shit ton of Killzone. In fact, that was like my go-to game on PS4 for like the first two years PS4 was out. Because really, for the first year PS4 was out, it was like really the only good shooter, period. <laughs> <laughs> and then, you know, eventually, you know, your other games came out and whatnot. Um, so that kind of kept me from it. And I just, the, uh, back then, uh, the initial intro was even, was not great. <laughs> um, and even now it kind of drops you off at a certain point, but we'll get to that. Um, but it definitely wasn't, um, it just didn't catch me as much. Um, just as an, as an overall whole, it didn't, it didn't bring me in like it has now. Um, and then my second time was actually on PC, probably a couple years later. I want to say 2014 to sometime in 2015. And then 
my divorce stuff was going on and life was not good for me. So, <laughs> um, uh, I think I didn't really get out of it because of necessarily the game itself. Oh, also I started playing division. <laughs> so, and I said, I said, Hey Sage, you got to try this game called the division. <laughs> oh, and, and, and here it, we well, are. it's a day that's you, you never all know been where forgotten. Sage is now. <laughs> um, you know, so um, just a lot of different things uh, were happening. Um, I think part of it, too, was I didn't have quite as many people to play with on PC um, when I first initially played it, and I just didn't have... Again, when I that second, that second time playing through, I had a lot of things going on in my personal life, so dedicating my time to something that was a bit more of... I don't want to say hardcore, hardcore MMO, but kind of hardcore MMO. Uh, it had that more of like that Final Fantasy, you know, uh, more of a hardcore kind of a grindy style to it. I just didn't have the time as much to put into it. Um, so things like the Division where it was I could do smaller bits at the time um, was just easier. I had more friends playing Division at the time. So, <laughs> yeah. I got so into you get that. into it more recently. Uh, a few of those things have changed. I know you play with, with Dr. Niggle. Oh, yeah. Me and Dr. Uh, Niggle and- play it regularly. I also play with, uh, with Omega. Um, my buddy Clueless, uh, I got him into it. So sometimes when he's around, when he's not playing Seven Days of Die, which is his current addiction. <laughs> and you've got a you've got a group set up in your Discord with this too, right? What's the yeah. name of the group again? Murder Rangers. <laughs> Murder Rangers, <laughs> love it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, and and of course, I gotta okay. say too that that um, just real quick that getting to play with you guys changed my Warframe experience quite a bit. And I know it was a buggy experience back in the day when you and I were first trying to play it and get into it, but being with a, a good crew that's experienced really does help for helping you understand the game. It's, it's yeah. there's a little bit of a learning curve in there. Yeah, there, there's yeah, there's there's definitely a, a learning curve, and of course, uh, part of what was getting me into is I finally got my. I was actually trying to get my son to uh, uh, to try it out a while back because some of the games he's had me play, so we could game together because he lives in another state and whatnot. So that's gaming together is pretty much how I can uh, spend some regular time with him. And I've been trying to get him to try Warframe for a while, and he's just, he kind of put it off. Well, not that long ago, last year, he finally got a decent gaming PC. Um, so I finally got him uh, to try it, and then he kind of got somewhat addicted to it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that winter vacation time, all of a sudden, it's, yeah, Dad, you need to do this, that, and the other. And I'm like already, you know, halfway through the damn story, and I'm like, what? Yesterday? <laughs> Did you go to sleep, child, at all? I thought you got school. Uh, it's winter break, Dad. Oh, yeah, you get those. <laughs> so you know, so um, that you know, that was part of the thing. And then, of course, uh, just having some people that regular play. But sometimes nobody's on, um, and I can go solo. I have confidence that I can play the game no problem. So I think in the beginning of the game, even now, but more so back in the day. But even now, there's just so much to take in. I mean, even now, I've been playing a lot of it, and there's still shit I'm learning. <laughs> mm. um, just because as you go, they've added so much content. The game's been out for, like, what, five years? Some shit like that now? Um, yeah, it's been out for a bit. Yeah, yeah. Five so, years. so um, you know, it's, 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 it's been continually developed, added to, changed, expanded. There, there's so much, and, and, it, and it can be a lot to try to take in all that, because when you first see it, there's like you see all this stuff, it's like, ooh, shiny things, I want to know it all, and there's just... <laughs> Take your time, breathe, and just try to focus on a couple of things. Otherwise, you're going to get lost in the shuffle. Um, 
And that's what I kind of had to do is kind of um, this last time getting into it, kind of refocused and I went into it. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to focus on uh, certain things and like really get a grasp for a few different things. And I've just been having a hell of a good time with it. Plus there are still some bugs, but not that many. I'm pretty much everything that's MMO online that gets frequently updated has some bugs anymore. So it's not like totally uncommon and it's not like no man's sky where like every 20 minutes I'm running into something like totally game breaking. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Most of it's pretty minor and doesn't happen too often, but occasionally you'll just run into like some weird ones and it's like, okay, that's, that's new. And then you don't see another one for quite some time. So, but overall very good experience, but there's, there's so much different stuff. There's a couple of different, um, vehicle type things you can do now. Uh, Sage, you know about the one, you know about arc wings, even though you don't have one Mm -hmm. yet. Uh, those have been Working around for a bit, but they've changed them. Um, I feel like they're, they still need some tweaking, and I know in uh, part of the roadmap for this year is that's one of the things that's going to get kind of reworked a bit. Uh, but one of the new things I recently added with the Fortuna stuff is you can get basically, for anybody who's older and knows Back to the Future, basically a hoverboard, you can get one of those. Oh, nice. That's one of oh, the things. Cool. It actually works really well. It's great for getting around. Um, that's a, that was part of the Fortuna update. It's actually kind of cool. Um, there's more stuff you can do with it, but I haven't taken the time to unlock all the customizing stuff. There is a lot of customization you can do in this game. And that's one of the things that's really brought me back to it is they've really upped the level. Because you could you could do some customizing before, but now there is a lot of like really unique bits you can do. So even when you're running the same frame, and it's not just colors, there's different armor add-ons. There's all kinds of stuff to try to make your the experience more unique to you as a player. And, and so you you know your frame is is yours uh, and i and to me that makes me feel good being able to be like hey you're not gonna see someone with too many people with the exact same setup unless you're everyone's just running the stock stuff which once you start unlocking things you don't you're like no i'm gonna change this and this is gonna look cool and you're gonna dink around and you know there's a term in the game called fashion frame there's a reason for that there's a lot of customizable stuff you can get a hold of um and even your companions there's several different companions now before there used to just be one <laughs> now there's like all kinds of different ones um that you can use and they've got different types of utility and different use uses just like uh, even though there's a lot of different frames each one has different play styles um in particular uses um it's not necessarily one size fits all uh so there's incentive to try other frames and use them and um they can be a lot of fun and, and then you can you can build them out different ways to make their abilities work differently depending on the mods same thing with the weapons so there's just so many different things you can do and ways to play this game that I mean, there's just a lot of fun to be had at just taking the time to really learn it. And then, of course, the grind. But the grind isn't so bad. Um, a lot of the areas they've tweaked and worked on, um, even the maps aren't necessarily exactly the same. You'll have similar tile sets, but at least they'll change it up. Um, sometimes the maps will have, um, there's different uh, alerts and things that will change kind of like, what is, what's the word I'm looking for? There's weather. um and all kinds of different stuff, so it'll change it up to where it's not exactly the same thing all the time. So not every Earth map is going to look freaking identical, you know. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you run into which rain is important, or you know it, whatever. The, the division went with permanent winter, and we were craving some different colors uh, <laughs> yeah. after year two. <laughs> um, so I've seen you speak of the 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 Warframe uh, cyclical grind, the end game. You can already feel it just and I can feel it just playing the game again, having a little bit more guidance that um, it's, it seems like it's a satisfying grind. 
What Warframe does that something is something that Rainbow Six Siege and several other games do. There, there's these unlockable characters, and they fit inside of a certain play style. And I, I think back to um, loadouts and Call of Duty. We've had different levels of this happen and finally come to fruition that they are characters with their own personalities, with their own unique skill sets and talents and so on and so forth. You look at a game like The Division 2 that's coming out. Now they're doing three main classes yeah. and you can build around that, but you've got Sharpshooter, Demolitionist, and the third one. Don't remember the name of it off the top of my head. Um, so you see this model kind of happening where Division 1, Destiny 1, and even Destiny 2 doesn't doesn't follow that at all is that a part of maybe some of the cyclical um repetitive loot loop that you get stuck in for instance right now destiny 2 um, is that something that could be fixed by using unlockable warframe or unlockable characters with their own subset types I think so too. And allow that to be part of the grind. Does that make sense? You with yeah. me? Yeah. I think so. I don't know about a uh, neutron over here because, again, I don't play as much uh, more Destiny. But that subclasses. Was... More subclasses. <laughs> but g- giving people more options, it gives people goals and things to build toward where if, if people don't got a whole lot to really work toward, they're not going to come back to your game as much. So, I mean, that's, you know, it's, it's part of the, um, every game's got to have its own way of implementing it and doing it. But if, uh, Bungie can find a good way to do that for Destiny 2 that makes sense. Um, you know, Neutron, you're saying subclasses. If more interesting subclasses and different ways to get them came out that were like, you know, more of an end game setup and to do different things would give a lot of the end game players more to do and obtain and reasons to go back and different things to try different combinations. And, you know, it goes on. And then it only takes adding a couple of things to make so many more combinations. And then, you know, they go from there. It doesn't have to be a I'll lot tell you- at once. What that eliminates for me is the necessity to go back and grind out another level 30 character because I want a Titan now. Like, I want to try Titan, but I have to regrind that entire character and then regrind the gear as well. Whereas if this was a Warframe model, it would be a character that, like a blueprint or a blueprint set of some sort that I have to go and gather all the materials for, which I'm on these planets already, by the way, gathering all these useless materials just so I can apply enhancement cores. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the things I have to say. That's all you're doing. War, Warframe does right too with all the different uh, materials you get because you have to build basically everything. Is everything is useful? Even some of the stuff you're getting in the beginning, you'll find later on you might need for a blueprint for something high level. You might need a shit ton of it, but now you have a reason to use it. <laughs> so going and helping your friends that are lower level isn't a waste for you. Everybody's getting something out of it, you know. And in fact, I remember you commenting on that stage when we were playing together mm-hmm. and we were kind of helping you out. And I'm like, oh, hey, look, I could actually use this. <laughs> Even though, you know, I have, you know, a co- at the time I had a few frames. Now I'm up to, I have 11 frames. Um, Jesus. <laughs> well, that's what I each mean. one is, this... is, is very interesting, though. That's the thing. Like, each one is, is interesting. I, uh, they definitely have their different play styles. But there's certain ones I like more than others um, at the time being. There's one I want to play more with, but... Right now, I'm kind of focused on getting certain things. So, <laughs> so we're not saying we're not saying at all that gear isn't important. And I think I think Jimmy, you would agree with that as well. The, the gear is 
absolutely still important for the customizability uh, of the particular skill set of your character that you unlock. But the grind, how we're implementing the grind isn't as as necessary. Maybe that old way of thinking of like one to 30 with looter shooters like Destiny 2 and Division 2. Division 2 has already made that change, you know, in a way. But uh, maybe that old style RPG is is starting that model is starting to show some of its um age there are other games that unlock uh that require the unlock of characters and i think that allows a better finer tuning for developers as well to really dig deep into what the limitations and the capabilities are in a particular set to make it fair and consistent for everybody um instead of making blanket changes to gear sets and it affects you know, a whole broad spectrum. This is a lot more containable change. And it seems like a lot more rewarding grind from what Silas is saying. With yeah, his it's also experience. a lot easier for the devs if for some reason they implement something and it doesn't quite work and the community gets pissed off about it. It's a lot easier to make the changes to that little set of things and fix that than it is if you make a thing that does broad changes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, Warframe has been a really interesting... Um, adventure and uh, i definitely want to spend more time with it but it is definitely a time resource hog and it's okay. i am so you, busy you can, you can come watch some of my streams it's true <laughs> there you go i guess i gotta add this to the list i don't know gotta oh my god poor <laughs> neutron we, we, we can do like, warframe weekends one day we'll do warframe weekends that's all yeah there you go we'll do Speaking my life in of, games uh, warframe weekend there we go watching somebody stream something the Anthem VIP demo dropped today, and no one caught it. That's right. <laughs> no one could watch the hundreds, if not thousands, or tens of thousands streamers across all platforms play the game. Um, and if they did get in, they were immediately kicked out or in a loading cycle of doom that uh, crashed their game. It was restart client, restart client. I did manage to get in for about 10 minutes, twice, <laughs> over a five-hour period. And the game looks beautiful. It handles beautiful. I was playing on PC, but using a controller, and I heard that uh, some folks had uh, difficulty using or uh, navigating the uh, javelins while they were flying uh, on keyboard and mouse on controller. It was an absolute dream. And it felt cool. It had gravity. It had weight to it, a touch of simulation. Uh, you can't just start off flying anywhere and expect to go straight up arcade style. Like you hit a wall, you hit hard, and then you hit ground. So it felt good nice. for the 10 minutes I got to play it. But uh, unfortunately, they had some issues today. They have been expanding their servers um, all day. There was even a bit of a shutdown of the origin service, and you couldn't even log in. Um the breakdown was also affecting other EA titles. <laughs> so services were kind of a mess today, which has been breeding a lack of confidence, to put it mildly, among the community. Um, there was one post on Twitter that said, uh, the people that will be playing this game were the exact number of people that tried to get into the VIP demo today, and you weren't ready. This gives me no confidence in your ability to run these servers at launch. Ouch. Tough medicine to swallow. Others were advocates saying, you know, hey, this stuff happens. Rough launches happen all the time, especially with demos. Especially, especially with when EA. They being... 
Yeah, they end up being a lot bigger than they expect with new servers. Let's keep in mind they have new servers there. Um, there's a bit of tuning involved, but this is a great opportunity to fix it now yeah. as opposed to later. So, Are you guys excited about Anthem? And does today's rough launch affect whether or not you're going to try it? So I got access to the demo. I uh, did a quick search on my email. Did you? Well, I... Did you, though? I, 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 <laughs> dang it! <laughs> he got the email saying he could get the demo. Doesn't mean no, he would no. actually be able to play it. So I got the code. I downloaded the game. I did get in. Uh, but then it, it went through that loop that it just kind of... It was trying to get into the into the expedition, and it just stayed there forever. So I had to shut it down, yeah. and then... Um, but I'll try it again uh, tomorrow. Um, from what I saw in the little hub area, dude, the first thing that I found in the hub area was the bar. So, yeah, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> it's it is a distinct, um, distinctively beautiful game. You cannot mistake that artwork for something else. Although, and that was my impression. When the wifey was watching me play it, she said, this feels like realistic Monster Hunter. And I said, shit, I can't unsee that now. That first opening area does feel very Monster Hunter-y. Yeah. <laughs> it really does. But um, overall, I felt that it had a very unique look. The graphics were amazing. The design was awesome. And let me just say, for somebody who had been sitting there at that loading screen, off and on, mainly on, for a total of five hours, that that introduction um, music, that opening composition was incredible. Did you guys get to listen? If not, go and check out some of the anthem music because that kept me going. It felt so Bioware, and this is exactly what I wanted to see. Um, if only the servers would allow us to do it. I'm if kind only of excited Bioware about. Could it. separate from EA. Mm, that would be wonderful. <laughs> I'm still excited about it. In spite of the server issues, I don't feel that, that that hasn't yet affected my confidence in them to be able to fix it and have a, a better launch. Um, but it feels Bioware, and you guys know I'm a big Bioware fan, so we'll keep an eye on that. Anthem? Hey, there... It could be a main game. Their characters in this demo... Had more emotion than Andromeda. I was waiting. <laughs> I was waiting. Silas missed the opportunity. Jimmy with the Boom. slam dunk down center. Boom. Boom. <laughs> oh, they weren't expressionless. Uh, yeah, that was the characters were great. Um, there were there are a couple of designs that seem like they they are still in a pre build, not fit for the official launch, mm -hmm. but. Uh, Man, it has a great Bioware feel to it, and um, the environment is believable. I I don't know. I'm 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 actually more excited about it, even though I only got to play ten minutes and I wasted five hours of my day. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still pretty solidly excited about it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to be sticking close to Anthem. Um, man, it'd be really great if I knew somebody that was covering a lot of Anthem. Are you guys going to be? Are you going to get it? Right now, all my game purchases are on hold, but that's more due to the fact of having to move in the near future. True. Like, True. I want to, 
But I don't know if I have time. Mm. And it, it well, depending on how you know, if I get to play more of this demo, depending on you know my final impressions. Um, I don't know if it'll be if a, a day one purchase for me, or I'll probably wait. I don't know. And when was the launch for this supposed to be again? Uh, February 22nd, I think. Uh, before Division 2. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, well, I won't be picking it up day one then because <laughs> my money is spoken for for a little while, unfortunately. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, if this ends up being a casual game, um, for me, I'm all about it. You know, even if that means to pick it up and play it from time to time on the weekends. I'm not worried about streaming it. I think this one I really just want to enjoy in the background myself. You know, I might post some stuff, but you know, I'm I think I want to absorb this and let it be the fun thing that I do off stream casually. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. hopefully all of us get a chance to get into the demo this weekend and uh, <laughs> next cast. Next cast we can discuss whether or not we actually got to play it. Yeah, that would be great. Yeah. Uh, well, this uh ends episode 28 of my life in games thank you everyone for joining us we're going to be back in two weeks with more information about uh, some of the topics we discussed today if you would like to submit a question to uh, us to answer we would love that you can do so at mli games on twitter that's where we're at tweet tweet i think we all agree tweet tweet yeah hit us up we'd love to answer some questions in the meantime we'll see you guys in two weeks say goodbye everybody bye bye we would like to thank everyone who took the time to listen to our podcast. If you'd like to hear more, you can follow us on Twitter at MLI Games for upcoming releases as well as links to our previous shows on iTunes, Google Play, and Podbean. We'll see you in two weeks.